What's going on, everybody? It's your man, Dan, and this is another episode of The Last Dan. And this is a special edition. You know, I got a request from a good homie of mine. Shout out Tariq. He asked me to expound on a conversation that he and I were having also with Anthony at Anthony's crib. Shout out to Anthony, you know, one-fourth of Champagne Soccer. He's been on The Last Dan many times. His house, we like to call it the prism, you know, it's a place where you can get creative and, you know, hang out with like-minded people that are on the same mission. But anywho, one day we were kicking it and um, conversation started where we were talking about, you know, the people that think as a black person, America is the worst place you could possibly be. And there has to be a paradise for the black man and the black woman, the black family. And it's not America because, you know, we see all the violence that happens between Aminar and black people and the police. And you see the law is, you know, skewed against black people. You know, the history of slavery in America. So many things, right? So you'll say, hey, man, there's got to be a paradise for black people elsewhere. Where is it? It's got to be Africa, right? That's where we're originally from. If you, you know, if you ascribe to that thought, there's some people that say, hey, black people have been here forever. We're foundational black Americans. Bless up. Me, I like to consider myself an American Ghanaian, you know, first generation American. I was born here in 1990. My parents came here in the late 80s. Before that, they used to live in Germany. They were born and raised in Ghana. If Africa was so great, why would they leave, right? Lack of resources, lack of opportunity, corruption at its finest, you know. Unless you're a part of the government, you don't eat. That's how most of Africa is, the same as the Caribbean. And these places were colonies for so long, they just got free in the last 65 years for the most part, 65, 70 years for the most part. Black people in America got their rights, you could say, 1964, 1965. So it's all kind of similar to when, you know, the black American got their rights and were treated as American citizens properly. And when African and Caribbean countries got their independence, you know, and even though Ghana was the first sub-Saharan nation to get independence in 1957, March 6th, to be exact, is still struggling, bro. I've been there once, 2016. It was a beautiful experience to see where my family comes from. But one thing that will always resonate with me is that people always made a joke that they said, hey, man, you got any space in your suitcase for me? Yeah, like, get me out of here, bro. If that was the land of hopes and opportunity, would people from there that lived there their whole life, would they want to leave? No. So that's one thing we got to talk about, bro. Uh, you know, yesterday, August 17th, was Marcus Garvey's birthday. If you don't know who Marcus Garvey is, he was a social rights, a civil rights leader, social activist, Pan-African guy, you know, he was a big inspiration on Ghana's first president, Kwame Nkrumah. You know, Ghana, our nickname in sports is called the Black Stars. And that's inspired by Marcus Garvey's 
Black Star Line, you know, his ship that he got for his Back to Africa movement. He tried to convince black people in America and the Caribbean, hey, let's go back to Africa. The irony is that he never even went to Africa himself, but he saw the vision that we should try to go somewhere to make ourselves free and where we can create the opportunities and the laws that can help our nation and our people. Hey, great concept. Too bad the, the ships he bought weren't good. And hey, he had conflicts with W.B. Du Bois who talked about, um, you know, integration being the best way for the black American to progress. Ironically, W.B. Du Bois spent his last years living in Ghana. So it, it's kind of interesting how uh, Marcus Garvey never went to Africa and his opposition, W.B. Du Bois, ended his life in Africa and Ghana specifically. So the thing that I want people to understand is that life is about numbers. You know, shout out Larry June, numbers. In sports, whoever has the most points wins most of the time. I think in golf, it's the opposite if you have the lowest score. But we're talking about, you know, the real brother sports, football, basketball, <laughs> soccer, even baseball. Whoever has the most points, goals, runs, however you want to call it, wins. The same applies to politics. We see it. Election day becomes sports. We're looking at, oh, what state got how many votes? Oh, how, what? how's the electoral college going to decide? Yeah, we're looking at numbers, right? Whoever has the most votes wins. The same applies in life. Black people account for 13% of this population. That's not a lot, but it's a lot when you look at where are the other places like where are you going uh canada is 3.5 percent black the uk 3.3 percent black uh france i don't know maybe you uh loved watch the throne niggas in paris classic you was like oh we over there well france their population is 3.3 percent black Allegedly, they have 10% of their population are North Africans, but m many of them consider themselves to be Arabs and not black, so they wouldn't want to be down with us anyways. Where else are you going? Germany? Italy? Asia? I don't think they want brothers over there. A certain amount. Shout out Germany. I've been there before. Hamburg has a big Ghanaian population. It's cool, but it ain't <laughs> like New York City. It's not like, uh, you know, you can go to anywhere in America and find a community of Africans. You can in Germany. You can you can anywhere around the world. But what does that tell you? They left for a reason. If Africa was great, if the Caribbean was great, they would stay. But the, the sad thing is that a lot of these places, even though they got their independence, they were colonies for so long, they're still getting pimped by, you know, the Asian countries, the Western powers, and that's what happens. The same in Africa. As soon as you see uh, industry is starting to get in the flow, it's going to get sold fast. Like, uh, I think it was yesterday, there's a Ghanaian journalist named Sadiq Adams. He posted an article from 1970 talking about how Ghana was producing um, their own refrigerators and different items. 
and 50 years later they're buying secondhand things from countries now they're buying secondhand refrigerators and other items so it shows you oh, all right in the past they had the idea they were ready to be self-sufficient but now what they gotta beg for secondhand items secondhand we used to have Ghana Airways the quality of the of the planes were so bad they had to discontinue it so that's the sad thing and that's what I like to say like hey America might be hard but it's still the best place for us you know growing up I always was interested I used to think hey I'm an American I'm born and raised here this is all I know until I was four years old two of my three older brothers came to America and I remember I realized oh my family isn't from here. We came from somewhere. Why did we leave? What happened in the world? And I was doing a lot of research as a, a little kid, you know, going through inside the Britannica Encyclopedia, learning about colonialism, slavery, <laughs> coups. Uh, man, I was too young knowing all that stuff. But that's what I had to know to realize, oh, this kind of is the best place for black people. Even when you look at the scope of, you know, famous black people, they're all Americans. The only ones that aren't Americans are what? Uh, Bob Marley and Nelson Mandela. Everybody else you can think of. Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, uh, Oprah, Barack Obama, LeBron James, Tiger Woods. All the notable black people you know around the world, for the most part, are what? black Americans. Why? Because it's the best place to be successful. This is the quote unquote, you know, that was the selling point on America. The American dream can make yourself something out of nothing. And it is true. It's easier to do it here than in other nations. That's why even other creative people who are successful in their homelands, they want to crack in America because it's the best place to make it happen. Shout out Bad Bunny. He don't even speak English, but he's doing numbers. Why? <laughs> because he's connected to an audience of other what? A lot of people, other immigrants that came from these Spanish-speaking countries. So it's not just a black thing. Look at all the, excuse me, the Hispanic people that have come all over from Central, South America, Mexico to come to North America. Well, <laughs> Mexico is in North America. You know what I mean. Come to the United States to make something happen. Same as the Asian community. There's even white Europeans that have tried to make something shake. So, hey, man, don't fall for the hype, man. Is America perfect? No, no place is perfect. But this is still the best place for the black man. And this is your man, Dan, signing off. Stay blessed.